This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get reward points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello, welcome. It's the warm-up episode 100. It's Brady and Josh and we're previewing the Stoke game and we're joined by Andy Booth. Andy, thanks for joining us. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm very well. Thank you. Yeah, no, thank you for inviting me, especially on your 100th episode as well. Really honoured to, to be here. Well, we're honoured to have you. And uh, that's all the niceties over and done with. We'll be very mean to you from now on, I'm sure. Um... No, that, that's it. That's it then. No, that, that, that could be it could be a short interview then. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Josh, are you excited for the preview we've got lined up today? Oh, don't get much better than this, does it? Absolute living legend joining us. A living legend who you've played five a side with. Do you want to uh, oh, yeah. people into that? Yeah, well, uh, yeah, it was my stag do last, last summer. And uh, unbeknown to me, went to play five a side and stood there waiting to go on the pitch. And then uh, Boothy rocks up. Uh, yeah, it was quite surreal, really. Um, yeah, the lads had organised it through uh, the thing called Play with a Legend. And uh, Boothy came down, played five a side, had a few drinks with us afterwards. And uh, I tell you what, if we if we have an injury crisis up front, we can still do a job this season. So, uh, You're very kind there, Josh. You're, you're very kind. I think I. <laughs> To 15 minutes, I was trying my best to get in goal. And I remember you that your dad played, and uh, I, I was, I think he was in goal, and I was trying my best to get in goal, and he, he won't let me. He says, No, no, you stay out. You're and I went, <laughs> no, you did it. You put a good shift in. Never gave it away. <laughs> you know what, though? I really enjoyed Josh. Because, like, I know what we said at, at the time, uh, I didn't, all, I, all I'd got on the on the brief was, uh, Will you go, come down to Shoreditch, London? Uh, some Huddersfield Town fans want want to play five a side with you and then have a few be- beers uh, afterwards. And they says, "Will you be interested in that?" I says, "I says what going down to London playing five a side and a few beers? <laughs> Where do I sign like?" And that and I don't know what it what I'm thinking. Why do people want want me to, to play five a side with them? But yeah. so I'm amazed that that you invited me, Josh. And it, do you know what? I know we said it said it before, but. The trains were on strike, so I had to drive. But if I hadn't had to drive, I, 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 I would have been on the train. 
and I'd have stayed out in London with you because I know you after the couple of beers you were you were all ready to to crack on and I'm, I, I know we talked about it last week but you it sounded like you had a fantastic night. Yeah, it got a bit messy after that. You probably saw the best of it, uh, <laughs> but yeah, you were you're a massive hit and uh, the group chat still everyone just uh, talking about how great you were. So cheers for that. Hey, don't be daft. No, I thoroughly enjoyed it. At least I could do. Oh, good. Well, obviously, you talked about, um, we've talked about Andy Boone playing in teams. One of the first questions we got asked is about your chant. So, obviously, famously goes, we all dream of a team of Andy Boobs. Um, so, one of the first questions we got asked probably gives you an idea of how this podcast is going to go is, have you ever dreamt of a team of Andy Boobs? And that's from John Angood. I've, I've got to admit, no, I haven't. No, no. And, and it, it amazes me that, and, and it amazes me, but it, it's, it's still brilliant that the fans still chant, chant my song. I would at Wigan on, on Saturday, and as soon as I go underneath and into the to the bar area, the fans see me, and, and straight away it's number one is Andy Bove. And you're thinking, sooner or later, they're going to get bored of this chant, and they're going up <laughs> to 11, like, and you're thinking, my God. And and I win my son on, on Saturday, and, and to be fair, he's, he's, he's 21 now, so he's, he can remember me playing, and he can remember a bit of when, when, when the fans like chanting me, but my daughter's a bit younger and she's horrified. Every time we go to a match with her and the fans start chanting that, she's absolutely horrified and she's it's, she's so embarrassed in it. And I, I, now I'm just an embarrassing dad to, to her. Uh, so, but seriously, no, it's great that the fans still chant my name. And and it, 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 it's, I think they chant my name now more than they did when I, when I played. Might might give you an idea of how this season's been going, but what I would say is, could you? How would a team of Andy Boobs actually get on? Did you play in any other positions? Obviously, we we know you're a striker, but were you half decent at anything else? Could you shift in anywhere? Well, to be to be honest, I uh, I, I signed as a schoolboy at Huddersfield as a centre centre half. Uh, I played for Elland as a, a centre forward, but I was probably a better central defender than I was what a, a striker, and obviously I scored. A lot of goals in in the juniors, and uh, but the scouts came and and, and signed. Well, took me to to the club as, as as a central defender. And we talk about little moments in in your career. We played Derby County, Leeds Road playing fields on the centre pitch. It's now AstroTurf. We used to play down there, and I play. I was playing central defend defence, and it was only a, a friend. Like, and we were two 0 down at half time, and. George Mullall, who was the, the youth team coach then, who obviously I've got a lot of respect for and I owe a lot of my creator, said, Bovey, do you fancy going up up front second second half? And I said, yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. And uh, so he put me up front. We won 3-2 when I scored that trick. And ever since then, I, I never played I never played centre-half again and that when my, my career started. And, uh, and re- I practically got signed as an apprentice uh, that day af- after that. Uh, so, yeah, so probably... Central defence, and I played one goal in I uh, once in goal uh, for Sheffield Wednesday against Liverpool, and that was for forty minutes when two keepers, one got sent off and one got uh, 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 carried off injured. And my claim to fame is Michael Owen had two one on ones on with me, and I got I saved them both. So so maybe I was goalkeeper in there, and I might I might chose the wrong wrong position. <laughs> I like it. I'd love to see. I I don't know how we'd make it happen, but I'd like to see it. It better be interesting. Maybe something to put through the computers. Um. Okay. But so how we're going to do this podcast, as you've seen, we're, we're changing the format. So we're going to discuss uh, a certain man's appointment yesterday. Answer your questions, 
and uh, then we'll do a quick preview of the Stoke game. So let's get stuck into it. Let's talk about the big news. Uh, it's, of course, that Huddersfield Town have a new manager. So Neil Warnock has returned to the club for a second spell in charge, uh, joining on a deal until the end of the season. Now, before hear from us and, uh, and Andy, I called with Johnny Bullock from the Borough Breakdown to find out about Neil's time at Middlesbrough and what town fans can expect. And here he is. Hi, Johnny. Thanks for joining us, mate. Um, so when Neil Warnock came into Middlesbrough, it was in a similar situation to what Huddersfield Town are in at the moment. What was it like as a fan when he came in after Woodgate? And do you think he can do a similar job with the Terriers? Ah, oh, Neil Warnock. Uh, yeah, it was it was similar, wasn't it? Um, so what you're, you guys are currently facing, it didn't work uh, under Woodgate. And we needed someone to come in with experience to, to, to keep us safe, really, and, and keep us in the division. And we had the squad there to, to do it. It was just trying to galvanise that, that group of players and get them playing and also get rid of the players that don't want to be there because obviously there was quite a few that were out of contract and it was in the middle of that COVID period as well so players could leave um, if they wanted to so we were able to do that and the fan reaction was was good because you know when you brought someone like Neil Warnock you, you're expecting a few results not some not, not pretty football but you'll get results and you'll try and keep you up and to be honest, I think he will keep you up. You know, like him coming back into the division, it's a direct style of play. A lot of championship clubs now are trying to play intricate passing, but there's not much direct football anymore. So that might surprise a few teams. Um, so I'm hoping that it can get you the results that you need to, to stay up. So Neil Warnock doesn't have a reputation for playing great football, but how did the fans view the style at the time? Yeah, like, look, like I said, like it, it wasn't, beautiful football it just kept us up you know what i mean it was effective football and sometimes football doesn't have to be pretty it just has to be effective and like i mentioned there around like the direct style of play like him coming back in the division when when the division is mainly possession based probably say now um it could be a bit of a, a good time for him to, to come in bedding and also try and get results because it's just a little bit different like i would interestingly seeing wrexham against sheffield united you know when they went really direct in the long throw-ins they didn't like it so it could be something that you tend to see um, with, with Huddersfield for the remainder of the season. Like, when we were fans and watching it, you've got to imagine we went from Tony Pulis football to Jonathan Woodgate football, which wasn't getting results at all, and then we went to Warnock. So, like, fan, fans' patience for good football was already wearing thin. And saying those three names gives me shivers because the football was absolutely brutal uh, during that time. But under Warnock, he got results, and... Obviously, we brought up the hashtag of Harney for Harney because it was just we were just getting results and we didn't care. We were in the division, and fans were happy with that. But it's you're only happy for a period of time. And to be honest, when he came when he came at the end of his his time, I was where you could tell that people were just sick of his style and sick of not getting results anymore. And he he stayed on after he kept you up into the following season. But how would you sum up his time with Borough? But in terms of like how I'd sum it up, like it was effective. It was it kept us up, it stabilized us, and you know, he 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 just I probably have stayed as welcome to be honest. I think if he left the season after like he stabilized us, he would have went down as like a really good tenure, stabilized club, gave us a platform for, for Wilder to work with and then get us going. But he never, and he kind of ruined a couple of things for that. You know what I mean? I, I don't think we were ever going to go up under Warnock. Um, the football was was okay in parts. It wasn't perfect, but 
it was just effective at the time and the horny for one he you know you, you lose your horns fairly quickly uh to be honest uh if you if you're not getting the results because it can be really difficult to watch at times but then again saying that i did watch Pulis ball and jonathan would get ball and then warnock ball and that in itself was pretty painful so but it was a good tenure like you can't deny it. you got a few players off the books which you know they're all coming off in the contract so you can't really rely, rely on it too much but he just did a good job and I, 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 i'm probably that's, that's where it's going to be it wasn't great good job efficient did what he had to do and he should have just called it quits one at the end of the season but he didn't and and got sacked but yeah good tenure and finally do you think he can keep Huddersfield up based on his time with Middlesbrough yeah I, I do I think he'll keep you up you know there's one thing that I would say Neil Walk does very very well and he probably does it better than most managers in the championship and in most leagues is the man management side of things he's able to get the players on board and enjoy themselves and and he gets the fans on board too you know he, he loves to spin the media and you know make it all about him and all this kind of stuff but He'll get the players on board, and I think that's what Huddersfield need at the moment. You know, the players seem disconnected; they're not getting the results. The fans are frustrated, and he'll just unite people, and he'll make things difficult um, for opposition teams to play them. And you know, everyone will come to Johnson Stadium, and they'll find it difficult to get results now with with him in charge. So, I I do think he'll keep you up, um, and if he does keep you up, I hope that you kind of say thank you, Neil, thanks for keeping us up, and then cut ties from there because if he does stay for another year that's when the cracks will start to show for me um so short term really good appointment longer term you don't want to do it but thanks for having me on guys um enjoyed it and and take the hashtag horny for horny and, and run with it enjoy it okay thanks johnny um but we're lucky enough to be joined by someone who has played under neil warnock so andy um what do you make of the appointment uh, it came out of the blue for, for town fans yesterday uh- it's a f- fantastic appointment. Uh, if you're going to ask for anybody in, in the position we are, you'd go for Neil Warnock. Uh, and and I, I've got to admit, I'm as surprised as anybody uh, that that is that is here. I knew there was something might have been happening yesterday, uh, but I, I didn't I didn't have a clue. I didn't have a clue that much that I was at the Blue and White uh, uh, Foundation party yesterday with all the supporters, and they were asking me, "Is Neil coming?" And this were like, I think the the news got announced at two o'clock, and I was there at ten to two. Uh, and they're asking me, is it right about Neil and that? And I'm still saying no, no. Uh, it's no way Neil will, will come and says, well, it's been on talk, it's been on talk sport, and it, it's uh, it's been in the newspapers and that. I said, don't believe anything, yeah, you uh, you in the in the media. I said, I, I, I says it'd be great to have him, but there's absolutely no way I can I can see him coming. Ten minutes later, I get a phone call. Well, the phone starts ringing, and, and obviously we, we announce it. So it, it's 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 brilliant news. It is for. Uh, for for the for the rest of the se- season and yeah he's my favourite manager everybody knows that uh, we go back a, a, a long a long way uh, obviously Ronnie's coming coming as well and I find, I've got to admit I did find it funny the only the other thing my son asked me on on Sunday because I don't honestly I don't get to hear anything until two five minutes before it gets announced on our website and that's the that is the honest truth I don't hear anything so my son's Every day keeps saying, Dad, who's going to be the new manager and that? And, 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 and I said, look, for me, Narciss, uh, hopefully Narciss will, will, will come in. He had a ch- his chance at Wigan. I says, he's a great he's a great coach. He's a great head coach. And I think he'll, I think he'll do well. And obviously, it just didn't go right for him at, at Wigan, which was so so disappointing for him. But but I said, I said if, that were, if, if, if that were my 
choice. I'd go, I'd go for Darcy's. And they said, well, look, Neil Warnick's at one to six in the betting on, on Sunday morning. I says, I said, don't, don't, don't listen to that. I said, I said, there's no, no way Neil will, Neil will come. And I, I've talked to a lot, a lot of bookies about the, the managing uh, bets. Uh, and uh, if he's a, if he's a, a 10 pound or 20 pound bet, goes on the book is slashed the odds straight away so that it means nothing that all it takes is one bet to do that uh, but usually if there's any rumours about anything or Ronnie will give me a ring and just say yeah don't move or what's this happening or, or what's that and I never heard from him so maybe not even from Ronnie might have been a slight slight giveaway but no honestly I did not have, have a clue but what an, what, a, what an appointment if anybody can get the, the the players going, the fans going, like it's going to be a completely different atmosphere out there on 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 Saturday now, and and yeah, it's going to be tough. No, no, let's let's not pretend it's going to be a tough running. We've got a lot of difficult games to go. We're not in a great position, but Neil will get him organised. He'll get him motivated. He'll get him wound up. They'll be they'll be ready on on Saturday. I know it comes a little bit early because I think he's. I think he's, he's not in the country. Yet, I don't. I don't think by the, by the sounds of it. So it's, he's not going to have much time. But he'll have a game plan to beat anybody. And, and I'm, I'm going to go back talk, talking. I spoke to Ronnie when he when he the uh, they signed at Rotherham, and uh, and I think the the when they got there they didn't realise how big a task they got at keeping Rotherham up. Uh, and and obviously they did that. And and talking to Ronnie, all, all they did was get organised. They played the way that suited the, their players, and play and teams couldn't couldn't compete with them. He says he said we worked at we, we work hard we put we put his foot in. You know every player out there will be giving giving all, and and that's all he'll do, and that's all the, the fans ask for. So yeah, it's it's going. I'm looking forward to it. It's really exciting times, but mm-hmm. it's going to be tough as well. It's not automatic that that he's going to save us. I hope he does. I'm sure he will. Uh, but it's going to be a tough few few months to come. But for me, we've got the right person in charge, so we can't be any more confident that we are this morning. Yeah, and have you spoken to him since it got announced yesterday? Have you managed to speak to to Neil? I no, he's. Uh, I think he's he's still away. Uh, so he's. I think he's coming back, back into the country today or, or tomorrow. He's trying to get a flight back. I think I better. I better not give too too much away. If if, if he'll he'll kill me if he, if he's if he's if his house is by uh, empty at the minute. So I know he's trying to get a flight back, but I, I just messaged Ronnie uh, last night and because I can imagine how busy he is, 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 is going to be over these next few few uh, days. And I, and I just messaged him and says, look, Ron, next time be at stadium or when I'm down, we'll go and have a, we'll have a coffee, uh, but let's wait till next next week and you, you'll get your head round everything this week and we'll have a chat next week. And he just he just messaged me back with a, with a big thumbs up. So I'll speak to Ronnie next week sometime. And obviously the gaffer up there as, as well. Oh, good to hear. And I remember obviously you spoke to Neil uh, last year for the for the club's channel, like spot, you know, YouTube channels and stuff. And you said, I remember you talking about the time when you, you were um playing under Warnock and you said whatever happened, you, you had fun. Um is that important for this current team to to have some fun? You know, I know it's a bit of a tricky situation battling relegation, but is it you know, as fans, do we forget how important it is to have fun while while you're playing? Definitely, yeah, and like, like you're right, and that's what you'll get with Neil. You'll players will absolutely love it. You don't realise until you play under him what a great manager is. He is he's a great man manager. He's a great motivator, and you'll you'll, you'll enjoy it. I'm not. There's not been many players over the years that I, that I know who've played under him and not liked him. 
Uh, even players you wouldn't ex- expect. Martin Smith, who obviously played played at Huddersfield, who who Martin would have is not a Neil a Neil player at, at all, but he absolutely he absolutely loved it. Uh, and and they will he'll put their smiles back on the on the faces because it it it, it that's what. They need to do it. It, it. it is tough. They are under a lot of pressure at the minute. And all you do is think from game to game, right, we need points out of this. We, we need and, and and Neil will take all the pressure off that. He's brilliant at, do, at doing that. Uh, he'll have his say in the dressing rooms and we've all seen some of the videos that he, that he does and he'll say what he thinks to the players in, in the dressing room. Uh, and it, sometimes it'll take half an hour after a game. Sometimes it might take a, an hour. Uh, but once he's had his say, that's it. It's done and dusted. He'll always finish with a joke. He'll he'll never leave the dressing rooms without the players' smile on the faces. He'll always right. That I've had my say. Right, that's done. We've lost today, or we've drawn today. We can do better, but forget about it now. I'll go to the press. I'll stick up for you. It's all my all my fault. Uh, and and he, he he always has a great dressing room, and that's what it is. You win a lot of games in that dressing room. I know it sounds sounds silly, but that's what he's done all his, all his managing managerial career. And you, you're together as a group. You, you're you're all in it together. And even and and it's, it's probably hard now because he's only got a short time. But he gets the wives and families all together as as well. And uh, and he makes he makes it one happy family. And if if the players are happy, if the wives are happy, if the kids are happy, then performances change on on the on the field. And that and that's what he does. It's not difficult what what he does, but he does it so well. And yeah, like I said, it, the lads. They will. They'll, they'll enjoy this time. And if you're enjoying your football, it means you're doing well and you're winning games as well. Yeah, and you talked a little bit about his man management and what he does. Like, is it is it like like you said, getting the players' families involved, getting them all together? Is that what makes his man management so good? You know, because obviously he's had success pretty much wherever ever he's gone. Yeah, it's it's everything. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, he won't, obviously the time he's got now, he won't be able to do do that it's, with the games coming up and a short space of time. He's got to concentrate on on the lads really and get that dressing room, get the training ground atmosphere sorted and and around the place. Get everybody, even even the the coaches down there, the the office workers, the chefs, and that. He wants every. He'll, he'll have everybody a, a smile on the face. He'll make it an enjoyment enjoying place because it is. It's when you're down there, it's it's not nice and and the, the pressures are on, on everybody. But he'll change that. I don't. I don't know how he does it. But he, it's like he takes all the pressure uh, himself and takes it off everybody else. And and he will. And like I know, going back at to, to your, when when we had like a bully and obviously Ronnie, uh, Pat Scully, Lee, at Tom Cowan, uh, Paul Reed, uh, Fanny, we had done it. We had a great team spirit, great, great morale. And and I know there's been a lot of stories of Egg and Sherry, and and I'd love to know. If he, if he still does that, I can't see players today going into the boardroom having half a pint of sherry and a raw egg and downing it. But I'm sure he'll have moved on, but doing something very similar. And it is, it's not it's not having the egg and sherry, it's the team bonding. And it's like the camaraderie when you're all in there and watching Chris Billy's face having to down a, a half a pint of sherry with a raw egg. And then we're having to vote for it. Oh, who's going to do it again? So obviously we vote, we vote Chris Billy. And, and that's what it is. It's it's not about the egg and sherry. It's about everybody being together and having a bit of fun and 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 not and and not feel and and not taking yourself seriously. And and that's what he's brilliant at. And he, and he will. He'll he'll come in. He'll talk to the players and straight away they'll feel like a fa- family. And if you feel like a family in the dressing room, then when you're on the field, everybody's looking after them after each other. And that's the most important thing. I rem- I remember uh, going going back one. And he uh, 
we he, he, he organised a night out in, in Sheffield. And unfortunately, mm. quite a few of us have been golfing that day. So we'd, there were 10 of us and we, the, the golfers, like we got into the bar and he'd put us, uh, he'd put us on a coach at, at the nine o'clock that night. So we'd been in the bar six hours. So you can imagine what state we were in. It took us to Sheffield and we'd all fallen asleep. So so we are like, uh, we like said, no, we're not coming in. And and the coach took us back to the to the hotel. And uh, that next next morning, he called all them lads in who, uh, who didn't go into the nightclub and uh, give us a right rollicking. And he, he says, he says, that were a team bonding. You, you don't you don't leave your mates. Everybody goes into that nightclub. We thought we were doing the right thing to not go in because we we had too too much to drink. But no, he wanted everybody together. He says you got you're a team. You stay together. You stick together. And that's that's his philosophy. And that off the field and on on the field, you stick together as a team. And that and that's all it is. And if you know you've got eleven men and seven subs all together fighting for you for, for each other. It's half the battle. It's half the battle, and that's what he'll do, and he'll do that straight away. He'll do that in a, in in a week or so. That's great to hear. Um, you know, as town fans, and you, you talked about rollicking there. Obviously, Neil is, is famous for for dishing it out. Um, and you've you've been on the receiving end before. What's what's that like? Because I mean, you know, this probably says a lot about me, but I think I'd uh, not deal with that too well. Um, but what was it like when when Neil's in in full flow? Oh, it's horrible. It is honestly. You just get you get your head down, and you just pray he's not going to pick on you. And uh, and and problem is most at times I because I there were no numbers then. It wasn't everybody had a number. I were number nine. Ronnie were number ten. So one to eleven, all the way out dressing room. So I always sat next to Ronnie. And if if Gaffer had to go at Ronnie, Ronnie would then say, "Well, what about Boovy? Boovy didn't do that." And straight away, Ronnie had a great great thing of deflecting on. From 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 Neil's wrath onto me, and I'm thinking, bloody hell, cheers, Roddy, thanks a lot for that. But it, but yeah, it's it's funny. You're sat in the dressing rooms and you're waiting for it. He, I'm sure he still still does it. But then it were obviously um, uh, with Mick Jones, unfortunately, obviously passed away last year. Uh, Evo, which were the goalkeeping coach, uh, and and Neil had go into the showers for three or four minutes. So we'd all be sat there, and you knew it were co- coming, especially if. Even if you even if you're winning at half time, he'd still go in the in in, in the showers uh, and and he'd, he'd like compose himself and he'd, he'd talk to Evo and Mick and 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 straight he'd come in and he'd have six or seven minutes absolute rollicking you. But and and do you know what? He, he was spot on. Everything he said was, was was spot on. But like I said, then he'd have his say. Right, I've got second half to now. Uh, so right, lads, we're going to do this. We're going to do that. Don't need your com- coming on. Uh, Move your off or we're gonna make this shit. Let's just change this. And and most of the time, second half it worked. And and then, like I said, full time again, you wait it, you're waiting for it. The best team, the best uh 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 changing room uh conversation we had, well, was at Wembley in the playoff final. Uh because obviously we all know he comes in and he does his rollickings and he's he goes around everybody. Uh, and he has his say, and and, he, and and that's what you expect from him. But at Wembley, at half time, obviously, I'd just scored in the 42nd, 43rd minute. And then Stewart went up the field and scored in the 45th minute. And that first half, we we hammered him. We, we should have been three three up. And to go in one all and that goal absolutely deflated us. And we're sat in the dressing rooms. And 
heads were down. It was the quietest. Usually when you're waiting for Neil to, to come in, lads are talking because we had a lot of leaders leaders then. They, they were all captains, really. So you'd be talking amongst yourselves saying, come on, we can do that. But that at Wembley, all his heads were down. It was like we'd, it were like we'd gone in changing rooms, 3-0 down. That goal just absolutely killed us. And, uh, and Neil obviously knew that. And the, probably the last thing we needed then was if he came in and give out one of his famous relicans. And it, 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 it went completely the opposite. He praised everybody and said, what a fantastic half that was. How proud he was of us all. Like he says, he says, we can win this. We can do this. And and he brought the belief back in. Back in. And and without that uh, half-time chat, there's no way we'd have won the second half. Because if it, And then I think if he'd have come in and, and, and gone round and done his usual uh, rollicking, then I think... We'd have, we'd have got out differently, uh, but he knew that, and that's what a great manager does. Then he knew, he knew the circumstances, and he was probably deflated as well because we played so well that first half. And uh, no, and he went round and he just lifted us up, lifted us up, and then second half, obviously, we 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 know, we know what happened. But what a, what an important uh, manager managing uh, decision he made because he he obviously went in that that them showers with with Mick and Evo, and he had to change his philosophy completely. And and that's what great managers do, and obviously we won because because of him. And, and I'm not saying we wouldn't have won, but it's, I think it would have been a lot different if he hadn't have done what he'd have done at half-time at Wembley. And that's and that's what he is. I, say, I, I can't talk highly of him. He, he's, he's my favourite manager, and I just, I'm just so, I'm pleased that he's back. And I think for everybody, they'll see what he's all about. That's great to hear. You've got me all fired up, Andy. And uh, yeah, that's really good to hear. Uh, Josh, you had a you had a couple of questions you wanted to ask, didn't you? Yeah, just off the back of that, um, psychologically, obviously, very, um, very, very clever, intelligent. Because um, on the face of it, you see all the rants, and you just assume that's what it's like all the time. But there's a documentary you might have seen. It's on YouTube. Uh, it's just called Warnock. It's it's gone viral the last couple of years. Um, it's it's really really interesting watch. Uh, and as part of that, um, you know, Michael Tong, he's, he's a coach now at town. Um, it's, it's interesting the way he treats him compared to the other players in that in that uh, documentary when he's at Sheffield United. I'm just wondering, he, he sort of puts his arm around him and he, he treats him differently because he knows that he wouldn't respond the same to some of the other lads. Just wondering, was there anyone in your dressing room that he that he sort of took a different stand, different approach with like that? Yeah, yeah. Uh... I've, to fair, to fair, I've not I've not seen the documentary, so I'll um. But I, I I knew if he'd have said it'd have been anybody, it'd have probably I knew it'd be Tongi and probably Jaggy Elke. I'm surprised he he he, he didn't. I'm he, he, one say he had his favourites because he loved he loved everybody, but he knew. Again, it's man management. He knew that we could could have a rollick and 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 they need a kick up the back that side. Like in our team, we had a lot of strong characters. Uh, like I said, I've named them, but. Bully. There's no good putting Bully an arm around him. Lee Duxbury, Paul, Paul Reed, Tom Coward, Simba, Sinnott, uh, Pat, Pat Scully, Ronnie, Ronnie Jepson. It did with me, I've got to admit, with me and 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 Dunny, he, 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 uh, and Chris Billy. So more of the younger the younger lads. Uh he yeah, he, he, he give us he give us some when we deserved it. But he also he, he knew that he knew to, again there were times where he put his arm around us and uh, and took us to one side and and Took him into his office and 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 I had a chat with us uh, and yeah I'd say it were it were us three then but 
there were there were more strong characters in that dressing room. So he had to give out he had to more more like more more rollickings than than he did with our army on. But yeah, I'd, I'd probably say me, Chris Billy, and Dunny at, at the at the time uh, because we were the younger ones and. Uh, he, he just well, he knew he knew how to. And like we say, it's man management. He knew who to who he needed to to look after, and uh, and who he, he didn't. Uh, and and that comes with with experience. And it, it, and it, you look. I know it takes everywhere he went. It took his it took a group of like core players. Uh, like when he left others when he came from Scarborough, a lot of people want it, but uh, he brought uh, Mark Wells in and and uh, and Wardy. Uh, who came from Notts County? Who came from Notts County with them as well? So he brought two lads in, and he always brings people in who, who he knows and who he trusts and who he knows will get will be good in the dressing room. And then obviously, then when he went to Plymouth, he took Chris Billy, Richard Logan, uh, Simon Collins. He takes players with him, and then obviously the Ivy got 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 it. Yeah, your Paddy Kenny and yeah, Sean Derry and then, and then players. So he always brings lads who he knows in in the dressing rooms who will who will. Who, who, who will get all the lads together and work and working, uh, working for him and getting getting behind him. Uh and 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 that's and that's and that's what he does. But yeah, I could have you can imagine Tommy, like I said, probably Jaggy Elker as well. And and everywhere he went, he'll he'll have uh he'll have different uh, man management styles for everybody. I know he says the story with it, I can't think of his name, the lad at QPR, oh fantastic footballer, but definitely not a Neil Warnick. Uh Arab, that's it, yeah. Uh, definitely not a Neil Warnock player, but Neil treated him completely different to the others and got the best out, got the best out of him, and that and that's what he, he does. He gets the best out of every player, and he knows that he knows how to do that. Yeah, I'm just really excited about the appointment. Uh, like you, I really didn't think it'd happen. You know, it's only a few months ago I went to town hall to watch you and you were up on stage with him, weren't you? Talking about all times and. I bet if, if someone said to you then that in a few months he'd be manager of town again, you, you wouldn't have believed it. No, 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 definitely not. And it, and it's funny. Uh, Sue Bowman, uh, obviously the ticket office manager for 20 odd years, she she retired over two years ago now, thinking about it. But when Neil retired, I, I came into the office and she said, Oh, I've just sent Neil a, 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 a well wishes, happy retirement. And she said, Have you done it? And I said, No. I said, Because I know, I know him. He's not going to retire. He might think he is now, but he'll definitely be back in in, in football. So, I, and then obviously the town hall and when he came back to the stadium, you knew he wanted to get back in. You knew he was desperate to, to get back. And I think he said it. I think Sharon is is what needs needs him out of house as well. So he'll probably be helping his uh, Sharon as as well. Uh, but but him, I never thought for one minute he'd come back to to Woodersfield. No, that's really interesting what you say about that. During that, uh, when you were at the town hall together, he was, you thought he was keen to get back in, and like the reception he got that night was really special, and he looked to be taking it in. Um, so obviously he thinks very highly of the fans, and the fans think very highly of him. No matter what happens this season, that'll that'll still be the case. Um, but I think you know he doesn't he doesn't need this job. Um, we're obviously we need him more than he needs us, uh, and the fact that he's taken it on. So yeah, he's had a good look at it, hasn't he? And he's thought, I can keep this team up. So that that gives us confidence that he, that he thinks that. Oh, 100%. Neil's not coming. Neil's not coming just for their job, just to like get him out of the house and get him back in football. He, he'll be he'll be 100% not knowing that he can keep us up. He'll be absolutely full of confidence. He'll have, he'll, he'll have watched us. He'll, 
ill-known. And if he didn't think he could keep us up, he wouldn't have taken it. Uh, and, and I know know that for a for a, for a, for a fact. No, just knowing what what is like. But he'll, 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 him and Ronnie, they'll have done the they'll have done the work, and they'll be they will have been secretly watching us. I'm sure this just doesn't happen overnight. A, a sign a signing like like this. Uh, and yeah, it just shows. Yeah, like like I said, John, he loves the he loves the club. He loves the fans. Uh, and but is he here to do a job? And he would if he didn't think he could be successful, he would he wouldn't come. So. It's definitely. It's got to, like we said before. It's got to fill us all with confidence because it's it's coming to keep us up. No doubts about it. That's what we want to hear. Um, Boovy, obviously, you'll know some of the current crop of players. Um, is there any that kind of you know you might not have to give specific names, but is there any kind of players that spring to mind in this current team that you think will respond really well to Neil, or do you, do you think the whole whole squad will get on board? The old. The old team will, will get on board. If they don't, if they don't, they'll be out of the team. That or out of the squad. It won't. Is he? Is he for a, a few months? And is he to get results and to win games and 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 keep us in the championship? Uh, so players, and the, it's it's funny. And I don't know how he does it. And I, and, I, and it's automatically you, you're on board with him after the first first day, first day's training. After listening to him, in the, he'll, he'll go for the meeting with all the players before training that first time he comes in, and they'll all be on board. Then they'll, they'll it just is just way he talks and and how he comes comes over. And like again, it's his man management skills and and he's he's, he's been a top manager for so, for so long. But players just you just go with him. You just you just you just listen to him and, and you believe him because he is he, and he's doing it for them for them. Yeah, he's not doing it for Neil Warnock. Neil Warnock's done. He's had his career and he's done fantastic. He's got results, but he's doing it for them play, players, and they will. They'll they'll all get bored if anybody don't think, don't agree agree with him or that. Don't worry about that. He'll, they won't be in the they won't be in the team. It, 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 they'll he'll have them straight out. But I think looking at that crop of, crop of players, they're all honest. They're all honest, hardworking lads. So they'll love it with him. They will. They, they really will. And if I've got got a name, Oggy, Oggy obviously is the senior pro. Neil will, will look to Wagga to be a he's a major part anyway, but she's a captain. But Neil will look to to Wagga to be a big part of the changing rooms to, as, as well. He'll, he'll focus on Oggy a lot. Good to hear. Well, Boobie, we got we got you on to uh, to talk about you really, but you've done a lot about Neil, so we'll we'll move on because uh, and and ask you a couple of questions that the listeners sent in because it's time for the mailbag. You've got mail, Benjamin HTFC. He asks. Um, Who's the best player you've ever played against? The best player I've ever played against. Oof, that's a tough, tough one. That uh, I played against the Arsenal back four of Adams, Keown, Winterburn, Dixon, then David Seaman uh, in goal. Obviously, that's not what one player, but they were they were unbelievable. Uh, Yap Stam at Man United, fantastic player. I had a real battle against Neil Ruddock when we played at Anfield at, at Liverpool, but I played down at Chelsea and Rude Hullet was. Uh, uh, sweeper that day, and he will play a manager. So it, it'll have been thirty-six. Well, 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 ruled on it then. Uh, and uh, honestly, it was absolutely unbelievable. Uh, it, it was just too good for me. It made me look stupid. I'm thinking, why am I on the same same field as 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 this player? And like balls were going up in the air, and I'm trying to flick him on winner. He's taking three steps back, chesting it down, pinging fifty-yard balls with his right foot to Viali, left foot to Zola, to to that. And and I, and, I, and I looked, I thought. This guy was world player of the year. Like you don't become uh, that 
for no reason. And at 36, he still he still had it. And and, and I just thought, what a fantastic player he was. So yeah, I'd have to say Rudolph, Ru- Ru- even though he was coming to the end of his career, you could tell what a fantastic player he still was. Yeah, that's mad. I just like, I don't know. I just didn't know you two played against him. I can't imagine you two on the same pitch. That's mad. Um, that's hey, no, I, I don't think I want. I, I don't think I want on the same pitch as him that day. I don't think. I think I did score. Would you do all and I scored? So I, got, I don't know how that happened. Oh well, you do. You'd be being hard on yourself there. Um, Benjamin also asked, "What's your favourite goal for town? Um, is there one that springs to mind?" There's quite a few. Quite a few. Favorite. Every goal as a striker, you love every single goal. Obviously, the Wembley one. The Wembley one was special. Uh, scoring at Wembley, something you'd always dreamed of doing. The Brentford one in the playoff semi-final as well. Uh, that meant that were, again to get us to the get us. We needed that goal because we got one nil down and we were under pressure. And and that just goal before half time just just helped us. So it was a great goal. And the Wembley one was a great goal, but they meant obviously they meant a lot. A lot. My, my, my best goal uh, has to be down at uh, Cambridge. We played Cambridge. United and uh, and it, again it, we won five four and and it was the game after the autoglass final and going back to Neil and it sounds like it's the new one uh, we were Neil asked Cambridge if he could move it back the game to Wednesday because we were playing at Wembley on the Sunday we wanted uh, a an ease up on Sunday night we'd organised a big party uh, we'd not been to Wembley for sixty odd, odd years. Uh, so Neil asked Cambridge, if, "Look, will you just move it for one day, just so the lads can have a good night, and then, then obviously, we'll we'll be able to re- recover." And Cambridge said, "No, they 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 want letters." Uh, so it was absolute fuming. Obviously, still let us have his, his knees up, and we had it. Honestly, God knows what time we went to. Well, we don't think we went to bed that night, uh, and then we were straight on the coach because we had a, obviously we had to play Cambridge on the Tuesday, so we we coached got coached down on on the Monday. And it was absolute furious. His team talk. It, there were nothing for us to play play on because it was nearly the end of the season, and we 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 were safe. It done, it it it, uh, it got us out of the relegation. Well, uh, got us to Wembley, and so we were safe. So they're not, but he wanted to win that game. And Phil Starbuck scored that trick, uh, and we won five four. But I, I got the ball, and it, it's good. I can I can embellish any because the cameras on back then there were one camera on the on our penalty area and one camera on Cambridge's area. So you didn't see what happened. Uh, but I'm sure I got the ball on the halfway line, on the left. I beat five players. I curled inside and I curled it into the far stanchion. Uh, and I might it might not have been halfway way line, but every year I t- tell it, it's getting further back and further back. But that was <laughs> my all-time best goal. Uh, but again, my, one of my favourites as well has to be my, my last ever. That one down at Leighton Orient where scoring me 100 50th goal, my last ever game. The momentum took me to the town fans to celebrate with them. I had my son in the dugout there. Uh, so the most memorable one probably has to be my final one, but the best one would be the Cambridge one. Amazing. I'm a hangover as well. That's decent. Um, what kind of... Uh, so you, you'll know this name, Phil Senior. I asked him if he's got any questions. Um, he sent me through quite a few. Uh, I'm not sure how many I can probably ask you, but... Um, he, one that stuck out was um, he said uh, to ask you about Jacko uh, getting us stuck in a lift. Um, can can you tell us that story? Be fair, you've been kind there because knowing Phil, I can imagine what questions he said he sent. Uh, so you've, I think you've picked a good, a good one out there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Can you believe? And, and it's ridiculous. We're talking professional footballers who, who and what it was 
we're at the stadium and we're going through uh, uh, going through from the changing rooms to the to the house to the to the spa to the to the sports center where I think we'll do uh, swimming or something or going going in the gym. And again, Neil and I, sorry, I keep going back to Neil, but Neil, great team spirit and getting the change rooms, and that's what Jacko did. Jacko were brilliant in the dressing rooms. All the lads. We were all together. We we're all we we're all friends, and we were, we were a good team, and we had a great team spirit then. So, going to the going from one stand to the other to the swimming pool, you have to go through like a, a bit of a back entrance, and it and there's a lift. You have to go up into the lift. So Jacko thought it'd be great to fit all twelve players in this lift. It's only a service surface service lift, uh, which allows four people. So we were all crammed in, and the, we grow men. Looking back, we grow men. We shouldn't be doing. We shouldn't be doing this. Professional footballers and uh, and Jacko had a squeezed in and press button, shut it, and we got stuck. We got stuck out halfway up. So this and I've got to admit, we started panicking. Like you, there were no room in in there. But Jacko were panicking more. Like he's thinking, how do I go to chairman and said, I've got all my all my players stuck stuck in a lift, and we were halfway between floors. And Jacko luckily opened the opened the, the doors on the next level. And we're all scrambling out. We're all giving each other leg up and 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 that t- to get out. And 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 you look back and you're thinking, we're a professional football team. Can you? We, we shouldn't be doing that. But but that's what that's what we did. But back then we had no no prima donnas. Everybody were down to earth. We all had a good laugh. And 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 that's what Jacko did again. He brought great camaraderie to the to the to the team. And and you got we got results on on the pitch because we, we were all together. But yeah, stuck in a stuck in a lift with. Especially with Effie Sodji as well, it's it was an experience I don't want to ever do again. Why Effie? Was he proper panicking or just? Uh... Uh, well, yeah, Effie with his, his with his, with his scream, he's got the 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 highest voice ever, uh, uh, and and he's screaming. He always says Gaffer. He's always like Gaffer, Gaffer, and uh, he's screaming like and and practically crying like. So we we'll we'll let him go out first, but uh, again, oh. memories. It's ridiculous, really. What 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 you remember? Brilliant, brilliant. Um, I'll move on from Phil's questions. I might, I might ask you for another time. Um, but Matt, Matt Shaw, so Matt does the pub with us. Um, he, I don't know if this is a rumor, but he said, "Is it true that you really love Harry Potter?" Is that is that true, or is that just nonsense? You know what? It's true. It is true. It is true. Uh, I don't know. He knows. I don't think I, I. I can't remember everywhere where I've ever admitted to it. Uh, but yeah, it it is true and. And and it, it might might sound so like my my son's called Harrison, my daughter's called Hermione. Uh so we've got Harry and Hermione. And that is absolutely nothing to do with Harry Potter. Uh Harrison, because we're, we're like a lot of his friends were called Harry, so we wanted it to be called Harry Harrison uh, at the time. And Hermione, Hermione Norris from from Cold Feet. So I never thought that and we went to Annick Castle to look round and obviously that's where Harry Potter is. And and you go on one of these tours and they asked what your what your names were. Uh, Harry and Hermione, and I'm thinking, my God, your parents that must be sad, like if they're call, calling them. But the, the only the reason I got into it, my, my son never, and he'll, he'll hate me for, for saying this, he never slept. So at the age of like three, four, four, five months, I, I was reading him nursery rhymes books to get him to sleep. And uh, there's only three, three bears, Goldilocks and the three bears you can read, or whatever Jack and Joe went up, whatever you can read. I'm thinking, well, I, I've heard about these Harry Potter books, so I started reading Harry Potter to him at, at three months old, and and that's how I got started. And obviously, and and it came a point where I'm still reading; he's fast asleep, and I'm still reading out to him an hour later, like, and and that's how it started. And yeah, 
Yeah, no, I, I, I do love Harry Potter. I've got to admit, but I don't know in you because I've not really told anybody that before. Matt, Matt knows. Oh, he's. Uh, I'm amazed the stuff he knows. He's, uh, we're lucky to have him on the pod. But uh, oh, that was mad. Um, the other question I wanted to ask you was um, uh, Sir James Whitaker. He said, uh, and again, it's, it's if it's true, but it is on your Wikipedia page. Um, do you remember the story of the MotoGP star Valentino Rossi saying that after Zlatan Ibrahimovic, you're the second best striker in the world? Yeah, yeah, I, I know that. Yeah, and and that is true. Uh, I think a lot of it's tongue in cheek, mind you, but he, he did say that to Valentino Rossi. Yeah, yeah. Uh and and, and what it what? Uh and and it sound sounds horrible. I'm not a, a, a motor GP fan or a grand pick, but it's just I'm more cricket and 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 football and and, and ball ball sports. So somebody told me and, and I got somebody told me, oh Valentino Ross Rossi said you you told me this story, second best player of it. And and it sounds like I'd not heard of Valentino Rossi. I didn't have it. I didn't know who he, who he, who he was. Uh, but obviously, I knew Matt Roberts, who was the the commentator for for MotoGP. Obviously, a big Huddersfield uh, fan. And it was Matt that that put him up to it. And I was Matt's favourite player, so he, he asked Valentino to do it. They were playing table football, uh, and so that's how it came about. And 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 what but what they did was Valentino Rossi invited me down for the day at Donington with my family. Uh, so I met him. Uh, I presented him with an Huddersfield Town ta- Town shirt and, and had a fantastic day. And ever since then, I, I, I have I have watched GP and, and I, I obviously I followed his followed his career. But yeah, yeah, it was very tongue in cheek that he said that I was the second best player after Ibra- Ibrahimovic. But yeah, no, it's 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 something again that you look back and you think, my God, did that really happen? And 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 it, and it did. And uh, and no, it's something that. That I can look back and from 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 memories and like again, I shared it with my family and they they they've still got all the memories and the photos as as well. So yeah, yeah, no, it is on my Wikipedia page, so that is true. Yes, right, okay, cool. So we'll what we'll do is we'll take a quick break and then we'll come back and answer uh, read some of Kwan's questions. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. Cosy, what's your favourite away day? Matt, it's got to be the city ground at Nottingham. Just old school stadium, you're right near the pitch, great atmosphere. But there's nothing like playing at home. Same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You win... Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Brilliant stuff. So, Kwan's questions. A few things, the things change, but also a lot of things are still the same. The question this week, very appropriately, is what's your favourite Andy Booth moment and why? So, um, you're just going to get a lot of praise now, Andy, because you've done a lot of talking, so I'll read you some out. So, um, Tom Bradshaw, who obviously listeners will know well, who will be back for our Birmingham preview, he says so many, but personally, Walsh all the way, centenary season and a brace from Boovey helped us win two one, a uh, three two after being two 0 down early on. Great away day. Do you remember? Was that a was that a good day, Boovey? Do you remember it? 
That was a great day, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I've got to admit, I'll have to mention Danny Cadamarchi on, on this one because if I don't, he'll kill me. Uh, Cad set up both my goals. Like, like then it was it was my last, it was my last, obviously, six or seven games. I'd just come back from a, a massive back operation. Uh, and and my body had, had practically I'd, I'd finished uh, and I could hardly move. So Cads did all my running that day and it just laid two, two, two goals on a plate for me. So yeah. Uh, but yeah, we, we were we were we were down and I scored a couple of goals, yeah, to make it 3-2. I think Martin, I might be wrong, I think uh, with Martin Kelly from Liverpool we played that day as well, but I, I might be wrong. Sure he did. Yes, I think he did, yeah. He's one of them players you forget about, but he was decent, wasn't he, for he, he, was um, he was very good for what, and obviously I had a good career in the Premier League. Absolutely. Um, so another one here, this one made me laugh. Uh, Marco J, he says, I remember mocking the concession stand at Wickham for selling Haribo Time in my whoever could who would ever buy them at a football match perfectly with Andy Booth turning around with his kids and two bags of fantastics. Um, so <laughs> there you go. Um, I enjoyed that. Just <laughs> that is not what you'd expect turning around. Um, another one we got Dave Hay. He says walking into a pub next to Leighton Orient and being greeted with a sea of people wearing Andy Booth masks and Booth scored as well on the day. Um, have you? Is that weird? Like I was going to ask. That must be so weird to see like loads of people wearing. Like um, mask with your face on. Have you ever seen anything like that? Obviously not. No, and and I didn't know they were going to do it. Obviously, it would make me last home game at Brighton, and I didn't know they were giving ten thousand Andy Bull masks out. So when I walked out, and after all the crowd have got uh, my face on it, you're thinking, bloody hell, what my poor players and rest of the team having to to look at that, uh, and 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 yeah, that was a bit unreal, surreal. I've got I've got to admit it. Uh, it it was, it was something I weren't expecting. Uh, and I've got to admit, they still pop up now. You still see, I don't know how people have kept them. We're talking 14 years ago now. And and people have still kept them in the cupboards. And every now and again, I, I still see one around. So, yeah, that is frightening. And then they took them all down to Leighton Orient as well for me, for me last game. Uh, but, but it's good. Again, having 10,000 of your own face at the stadium, again, it's, it's a bit surreal. It is. But, again, great memories. And obviously, you talked earlier about the chant. Is it like, I don't know, what is it like? I know you're a professional, you're a professional footballer, and you see all this. But like, even seeing people with like your name on the back of your shirt, like it's, I don't know, it's what we all dream as a as a kid. But you've got to experience it. Does it ever kind of does the novelty ever wear off, or is it still surreal? It's it's still it's very surreal still. Uh, and like you say, still chanting my name when I'm 14 years after I retired, and I'm I'm going up there and. And, and I'm, I'm in, in the kiosk next to him, having a pint, pint of beer, and, the, and I'm just stood there. There's no, you can do it. You've got to wait for him to, to, to finish. Uh, but and, and I said, to, I said, said to my son, I said, you can't believe that they still, they still remember, remember me. There's all them players that have come in these 14 years. We've been in the Premier League two seasons, and then we've had Championship playoff finals, and they still owe me in, in high regard. So no, it. It's it's brilliant, isn't it? And it's 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 nice that they still remember me and still think so so much of me. So no, I've got to admit, I do I do like it and I, I do I do quietly love it that you're still chanting my name and you do see shirts with with my name still on the back of it. Oh, brilliant! And uh, the last one we got from Corner's question was uh, Lord Levitt. He says it has to be a hat trick of headers against Rotherham. Pete Booby, that how many of the town strikers would have been likely to score three headers? Um, yeah, where does that rank? Did you score many hat tricks? I'm trying to, I'm trying to remember. Yes, um, uh, I scored. I think I scored five, six hat tricks. My first one 
was down at Plymouth against uh, and it was against Martin Hodge. You might not remember, but Martin Hodge was my goalkeeping coach at Sheffield Wednesday then. So it so I got very close with 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 Hodge. So it was nice to score my first ever hat trick down there. Scored a Premier League hat trick uh, against Bolton Wanderers at, at Hillsborough, uh, but that that one. The three headers one were a bit special because we're playing Rotherham, and we were it was the second we played um, Rotherham at, at Rotherham, and Colin Murdoch with a centre half, and he absolutely murdered me that day. I never won a header, and he, he bullied me. He did, he did, and I, really I should have come off after after half time or after sixty minutes because I, I had no impact on the game at all. And all through the the season, every, like every, we all obviously laugh and joke and wind each other up, but sometimes you have a player. That, is your nemesis who, who, who yeah, you just can't play against a Murdoch? I just couldn't. Uh, it was just, it was just too strong for me. As, as, and it's, I was a big centre forward, but he, he would just, I couldn't. He, he knew exactly how to play me, uh, and we did play against each other quite a lot. And he knew he could bully me. Uh, so that day we're playing Rotherham in the changing rooms, and, and even Jacko was saying, "Well, there's no point putting you on Bulby because the, it's Colin Murdoch. You were seeing team sheet. Colin Murdoch's playing." You're not going to do all this today, are you? And I scored that trick of headers against him, so it was quite memorable and quite quite nice. So the lads in the dressing room afterwards weren't very happy because they'd I'd, I'd got I'd got one up on him, and, and they, they, that was it. Then they, they had nothing else to come back to me. Brilliant, brilliant. Well, this was meant to be a Stoke preview, um, so we'll we'll talk about Stoke very very quickly. Um, just just looking at it, so. You know, obviously they travel to to Stoke tomorrow. It'll still be Narciss in charge. Um, Andy, I was going to say, I know Warnock's not taking charge of that, but will will it give the? Do you think we'll see a lift from the players given that he's about to come in? And do you think that'll help Narciss? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. The players know it's it, what an important game is. Yeah, Wigan it was disappointing, and Narciss, poor, poor Narciss, he'll have been so disappointed because they'll be looking forward to it and. And it just didn't work. Didn't work out. So he'll he'll want to show show what he can do, and and the players will. They'll know. I don't know if Neil will be in the stand. I presume Ronnie Ronnie will be. So they know that the the new the new manager coaching staff will be will be watching on. So and it's it's a funny funny position as players. You feel under pressure a little bit more pressure than than it is. But Narciss will he'll he'll have worked with them. I'm sure he'll have worked with them Sunday, Monday, and and uh, and Tuesday, and then and and then. Head off to Stoke, so yeah, no, the lads will be they'll be full of confidence because they know they 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 were disappointed and let themselves down on 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 Saturday. But Narciss will, will have them wound up, uh, and no, they know what a big game it is. And if we can get something from Stoke, it heads on to Birmingham then, and, and we know it'll be a great atmosphere on 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 Saturday. But it's, if we can get something from Stoke, it just gets us back into into the into maybe the. Out of third from bottom, out of, out of the out of the uh, uh, relegation zone, uh, and it, and it, it, again, it's all about belief and, and confidence. So, but Narciss, I, I do hope it, we we do well for him because, it, like I said, he's a super coach, he's a super bloke, he's a great coach, and he'll, he's got a great future in football. And I want hopefully the players will do him proud tomorrow. Yeah, here's hoping. And um, quickly, we heard from the uh, from the other side. So uh, Tom uh, quickly spoke to Ben Rowley from the YYY Files, um, and here's what he had to say about Stoke and how they've been getting on this season. We've lost to a pub side. We've literally lost to a pub side. Hi, mate. Thanks for joining us on the podcast. So, how's your season going? Our season is going 
pretty much, albeit on a different scale, in a similar way to yours is. Um, we didn't expect much this season. I expected mid-table, um, maybe top of the bottom half. Um, but we are doing so much worse than that. Um, the threat of relegation is really poor, um, particularly when we changed our managers so early on. Um, we expected Alex Neal to be able to do so much more than this. Um, you know, when we came to you guys uh, at your place uh, under Michael O'Neill, I was worried about the season. But changing manager, we thought we we will finally pick up. We've got a good coach in here who'll be able to train this young, hungry squad and not necessarily push for promotion, but at least steady the ship. If anything, we look worse. And that makes things really concerning, not only for our game this week, but for the rest of the season too. I wonder whether he'll survive the season. Who's a standout player for you so far? Like Stoke as a whole, uh, all our players this season have been pretty inconsistent um, and can't get any form together. Um, I think at the start of the season when we played you guys, Lewis Baker was playing out of his skin, um, but he's dropped off massively since losing um, some teammates around him that helped him to perform his game. Um, at the moment, I'd say it's probably Josh Laurent, um, who has been almost Rude Hullet-esque in midfield in some games. Um, you know, when we played Reading, um, he was instrumental in us winning 4-0. Um, in the cup against Stevenage, he scored an absolute worldie from about 35 yards out with his weak foot. Um, and he's just made the midfield more dynamic, more uh, more physical. Uh, and, you know, for a Stoke team that's lacked bite, that's lacked... Um, concentration that's lacked aggression um, Josh has brought that and long may that continue because without him we really would be a real soft touch and what's your score prediction against town can we both lose <laughs> honestly I think the way it's going at the moment it, it, it could be the case look I may be overreacting after um, you know, our 1-0 loss against Luton and our 0-0 against Hull uh, because we were playing reasonably well before that um, and we have got new signings to come into the team. I don't know whether Ben Pearson will be fit. I don't know whether Axel Twanzebi will be fit. Selena has played a couple of games, but he may start this time. Um, there'll be heavy rotation in the team, I'm sure, considering the way we played on Saturday. Uh, uh, Hey, it's a fresh start, and let's be honest, if we wanted to play anyone in the league, it'd be you guys, I think, um, managerless and, and bang out of form. Um, hell, I'm going to go with a 2-0 Stoke, kind of blind optimism and nothing else, pretty much. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if uh, the form was flipped and you guys turned us over instead. Best luck for the rest of the season. Thank you. Bye. Okay, final bit. We're nearly there. Um, thanks for being with us, Booby. So uh, it's time for you're the boss. So what we do is we look at the lineup and we look at what we change. We'll go around quickly. But um, Booby, you don't get the special treatment with this. I ask every guest we have on. Let's say you're in charge for the Stoke game. Um, the question I always ask our guests is, what would be your managerial attire? Are you going tracksuit or are you going suit if you're a boss? What, what are you going for? Definitely tracksuit. 100% tracksuit. Everybody knows me. I wear my club tracksuit every day. I know I'm out and about in, in the community and doing stuff, so I do need to wear it. But I'm a, definitely a tracksuit manager, yeah. Nice. Would you uh, do you prefer, do you have any preference on your manager wearing a suit or a tracksuit, or does it not matter? 
be fair, I like my manager wearing a suit, <laughs> okay. which contradicts it com completely. If I were a manager, I'd wear a tracksuit. But I just think if you're a manager and you wear a suit, yeah, 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 you're showing you you're the manager, you're in charge, you're you're the you're the boss, uh, and and you stood in that on that touchline, and he's got a suit on and a tie, then you, you think, yeah, you know who's in charge. Jack, Jack will look good in the suit, Slick. I'm not, I, I'm not even going to answer that because yeah, <laughs> it, it, did, it did look well, but he knew he looked well as well. And and, the, and he spent more time in front of that mirror before before we went out than, than giving team talks, did, did Jack. But no, seriously, it did, it did look well in the suit. And and, and he, was, he was a manager and a a great manager with Jack Hill, but yeah, oh, I loved himself definitely. Brilliant. So um, the the lineup for for the Wigan game, it was uh, Vlasic in there. Um, you had Turton, Lee's Pearson. Um, I think I've got that wrong, but yeah, Rodoni, Hog, Kamara, and three, and Hungbo, Waghorn, and Knockout. Um, Josh, very quickly, any changes you make to that team? Obviously, some yeah. might be forced. Yeah, I've made quite a lot actually. Yeah, as you say, some forced. So obviously, goalkeeper. I, I don't know if he's going to be fit. But if not, I think I like Billa Kapic. Um, I'd actually go back, uh, I'd play three at the back. I'd go uh, Boyle, because um, Helix injured, uh, Pearson and uh, Lees. And then wing backs, I'd bring a couple of young lads in, actually. I'd have, I'd, I'd give Headley a go at left wing back, and I'd give Spencer a go at right wing back. Nice. Um, uh, Hog, uh, sorry. Lost man. No, it's yeah, right. Hog, um, Hog Kamara. No, actually, no. Hog and Kasumu. Mm. And then um, Knockart, Hungbo, and Rhodes. I think that's 11. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, I'd, pro I'd probably go the same. Like, so I'd have Billow in net. I'd go for a back four, actually. So I'd put Lowe and right back in the four, and then have Lees and Pearson with Headley. I think he deserves a bit of a start. Um, I've gone four two three one a formations Hog and Kasumu, and then I've got Hungbo, Rodoni, Knockart, and then I've got Jordan Rhodes up front. Um, Andy, I'm not. I, I feel like I'm putting you on the spot with the uh, formations, but is there anyone you you'd like to see um, coming, or or any players you think deserve a bit of a crack? Yep. Uh, well, to fair, everybody knows me. I'm not a manager, not a coach. Never been interested in going down the co coaching role at all, and. I am the one of the worst. I watch football and I, I don't see anything. I don't see how goals come and who makes the mistakes, who's out of position, who, who does this. So, so for me, I, I'll say, but I'm old school. I'd go four four two. I'd definitely go back to a, a four four two. And and you and I've I, I've said this for the last fifteen years anyway. No coaches play four four two because it's old school and and you'll get overrunning midfield and all that. But for me, stick to four four two. I I won't mention the players, but. I, I'll mention Avogge and whoever is in the in your middle, your two wide men, and then two up front. I'd have Jordan and Wagon up front, Knockard and Umbo uh, either side, and I'll have a go for it. We'll probably get overrun, massively over overrun in midfield, but 4-4-2, it's the way to go for me. I'm so pleased you said 4-4-2. I wouldn't expect anything else, Booby. That's great. Um, and then go on then quickly. We'll do match predictions. I'm going one-all draw. Uh, and I keep saying it, um, Booby. I say I think I've said it every every game this season, but I think Radoni's going to get his first goal. Hopefully he does. Uh, Josh, what about yourself? What's your score prediction? Uh, hard fought, nil-nil. And I don't think that would be bad. It set us up all right, I think, for Saturday, if we can win that one. 
Good man. Uh, Bovi, what are you predicting? How do you do with predictions? Are you any good at them? No, I'm absolutely no, I'm ter- terrible. So what, don't even listen to what, what I say. But it's going to be tough down there. And a point, it'll be a good point if we, like you said, you've both gone for draws. If we can get a point down there, we'll we'll snap their hands off now. Uh, and yeah, it'd be great for Radoni to get to get his first goal because the lad works his his absolute socks off, and it'd be nice for him to go down there. So so I'm going to stick with you one nil uh, Radoni goal. Let, let's hopefully fingers crossed. Nice, nice, and. Um... I'll ask it. Final question, Andy. Um, you know, I know we've peppered you with questions, but um, obviously you're you're an ambassador for the club. You've been a, a you are a town legend. You know, from your playing days and feast and stuff as ambassador. Um, when when you kind of like you know, I suppose when you you're ready to retire and looking back on things, how do you want to be remembered by the town fans? Oh, that's a difficult question. Just be, just. Being Andy Booth, that um, I'm, you know, I'm a down to earth lad. Uh, it's great that, like I said, that supporters hold me in such a high esteem. But I'm a Huddersfield Town lad. I've been the luckiest person uh, ever. I watched Huddersfield. I'm a massive Huddersfield Town fan. I scored in front of the cow shed at the Old Leeds Road. That was my ambition fulfilled. To play over 450 games, to be the, the third ice goal scorer. Uh, I've, I, I am lucky, and still to be. Involved with the club fourteen year, years on and doing what what I love. I do. I'm I'm lucky what what I do now. So so just being Andy Bulve is 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 anything is is enough for me. Sounds a bit big headed. I do apologise. No 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 no. Um, yeah, be more, no, brilliant. Be more boozy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that should be a catchphrase. Let's get that on around the stadium. Um, well, great stuff. Well, Josh, thanks thanks for coming on. Andy, thanks for coming on as always, and thanks to everyone for listening. And of course, thanks to our sponsors, Magic Rock Brewing. Don't forget, you can get 10% off all online orders with the code AHTTC10. Um, that'll do it. We'll be back for the Birmingham preview. And uh, Andy, I'll let you have the last word. Anything you want to say to the town fans before we we end it? Just get behind us. It's going to be a tough end to the season. We need everybody. Uh, there's going to be ups and downs, but you don't realise the effect you all have on the players on a Saturday, Tuesday, Wednesday night. Just get behind them all. We can do it. Fantastic. And we'll leave it there. Well, cheers, everyone. And we'll be back to preview Birmingham. So, to half an hour and up the town. So, town play up. We'll bring the car back to Lads, what's your favourite 90th minute goal? Got to be Heffley against Leeds. A shot from Moy and sliding in at the death, Michael Heffley. Great finish to the game. Shared with my family, only made better by ordering McDonald's via McDelivery afterwards. Three points, not nugget share box, spot on. Order McDelivery now by the McDonald's app. You in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver-assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.